This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, a poll has appeared and headlined in the Irish Times on Saturday. This poll is on the Irish Unity Project. It is impeccably neutral. It's conducted by the Irish Times and the research group, the Royal Irish Academy and the University of Notre Dame. And the poll is on the prospects of a United Ireland and it shows many things. But the headline figure is that a big majority of people in the North are against the United Ireland, 66%. In the South, a majority are in favour. But on the whole, these polls, which were taken simultaneously, show that by a four-to-one majority, people in the Republic are in favour of unity. And it's a great pleasure to welcome to the stand now one of the principal architects of the Good Friday Agreement, three times Taoiseach of this country, Bertie Ahern. Bertie, thank you very much for joining us. You have a big stake in this piece because you are one of the principal architects of it. And, of course, the poll shows that people down here are in favour, but people in the north are against. 66% of People in the south are four, 26% only in the north, and 50% against. What did you make of the findings? Well, I suppose, first of all, I'm, I'm delighted that there's been some good research in this, and in fairness to Notre Dame and uh, the Royal Irish Academy, the Irish Times, um, for, for conducting the research. Uh, I think over this year we've seen a a lot of good research by, by different organizations. And I know there are other universities, DCU and Ulster University are doing a lot of work. ESRI are doing a lot of work. So I think at last it's good that the calendar year 2022 has seen people get into the, into the, the detail of this. And um, on the results, to answer your question straight, Eamon, I, I wasn't surprised. I think first of all, in, in the South, I think people, you're asked, are you favorite of the United Ireland or New Ireland? And it's very easy to say yes. Um, yes. I, I don't want to be disrespectful in any way, but I don't think people have to give much, you know, thought to it. They're, they're not living in, in the conflict zones. They're not dealing with the, 
you know, repercussions of, of, of the politics of yes. half a century in the North. So it's a different thing. In, in the North, you know, I, I have long held a view and, and, and said it many, many, many times. Unless we see stable institutions for a prolonged, sustainable period, whatever that means in what length, but certainly for a few years or maybe a good few years. And until we see proper research done to explain to people um, in the north what a new Ireland would look like and how we would deal with the financial issues that's only one but how we would amalgamate the Garda Shikana and the PSNI, how we would um, amalgamate uh, QCs with SCs and the courts um, how we would bring our, our state agencies together until those questions are examined in detail and you know, conclusions brought to people. People are going to be, you know, they're going to follow the football term and say, when in doubt, put it out. And, yes. um, and, and I think that's what we're seeing in the polls, Eamon. Yes, and the health service, they t- seem in the north to take more pride or to have more confidence in their health service rather than our health service. It's just one metric, but a, a significant one nevertheless. Yeah, it is. I think the NHS, you know, has long been seen in in the, in the north as as something special and something that's relatively free, um, and people like it. Now, the truth is, I mean, that you know, both our systems have problems with our health services. Yes, absolutely, um, and the, the and NHS is in a in a bad way. It is, and and I mean, their their, their nurses are going to strike. Their paramedics are going to strike. There's a lot. So, listen, that that's not. To, uh, we we wish all these things well, not bad. But I I don't think either can stand on top of the hill shouting about our health services. So right. we, we, sp- we seem to be spending a lot of money. But they are considerations. I mean, they are things in people's minds. Um, you know, it, like a lot of our welfare benefits are far better than the North. We treat our old people far better than the North. Yes. But uh, until in the round, un- un- until uh, these things are all put together and analysed in a coherent way and put to the people, you're asking people to, 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 to vote um, in a vacuum. And you yes. know, whenever if I if I was talking to you two years ago, Eamon, which I was, and we were saying, you know, I, I would say to you, there's no research being done. But the good thing is now there is comprehensive, detailed, analytical research being done. So at least we're at the stage of yes. teasing it out. It won't all be completed for maybe another two years or three years, but at least we're doing it now, and that that will bring forward. Do you remember the the Scottish referendum? You know, yeah. um, Alistair Darling and and Gordon Brown ran holes through the SNP arguments in the last two weeks of the campaign. Now, you know, in in my view, if if, if you haven't answered the questions, addressed the main issues, explained it in detail, people are are not going to vote for something. And when it comes down to voting for a new Ireland, a united Ireland, a great Ireland, a shared Ireland, whatever we want to call it, you know. People will remove the emotion, and they'll they'll they look at how it affects them and their yes. families, and you know that's what everyone will do. I mean, they might say different, but that's what they'll do at the end of the day. Yes. Now, one interesting statistic: the, a question asked of all the participants was if there was significant loyalist paramilitary violence before the referendums took place. Forty-two percent of people in the Republic of Ireland were worried about that, 17% in the north only, but a big difference in the numbers there. People down here still concerned about 
the possibility of loyalist paramilitary uh, violence. Yeah, I mean, there, there is uh, about 12,000 people uh, linked directly to um, loyalist groups. Um, they may not be paramilitary groups, but they're linked to, to, to what they would see are loyalist groups that are yes. uh, you know, loyal, loyal to, the, to the United Kingdom, loyal to the king. And so, you know, they will be all mainly decent, honorable people. But the fact is, Eamon, un- unless there's an understanding with them, it will be at our peril, uh, not in any negotiations, to take their worries and concerns totally on side. Yes. And the Good Friday Agreement allows you to be Irish or British or both. Um, there are other things that they, they worry about. And if, if, if whenever the day is, whether it's in the short or medium or long term, that we have a referendum um, on what's the future, the constitutional position of this island, um, we, we have to take account of those people, you know, who, who are loyal to, 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 to the UK jurisdiction and to the royal family. And, you know, and if we don't take that into a, fully into account, then, then it's a recipe for trouble. And, you know, we need to understand that it's, it, there are those who say, I ignore them, forget about them. And that, that would be a huge mistake. Can I just ask you to clarify for our audience and indeed for me, the Good Friday Agreement states that there needs to be a majority on both sides of the border or signs of a majority on both sides of the border before a border poll would be called. The British government would have a say in that or would be guarantors for that in the north and our own government down here. Yeah, I mean, the, the way it's, it's, it's framed and the understanding behind it, Eamon, if I can just briefly explain that. Yes. It, it states that it is the Secretary of State for Northern Ireland, who remember the British cabinet that makes the call. Um, it doesn't say how that call should be based on, but it was always the understanding. And I think in, in, it's an agreed understanding that if there was close enough or if there was definitely a desire by the majority uh, in the North uh, to have a poll, then that poll would be taken. Um, now, you can argue that the Good Friday Agreement um, states that there has to be a poll at some stage, but I think the reality is yes. that it would, the, the polls would have to be showing that there the, the would be considerable support for it. Um, otherwise, you, you're, you're wasting your, your, your time. So, um, in, the, in the South, I think we'd follow suit. I mean, in the South, the Irish government make the decision, but there wouldn't be making it unless there was a an understanding that the British government were doing it. But I don't think sometimes it's argued that this is a veto for the British. The British, British could ignore a poll. I don't think there's any danger in that. I yeah. think if it was 50-50 or 60-40 or something like that, the British government definitely would have a poll. We'd have a poll as well. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah. That plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Let me ask you about the Good Friday Agreement at the heart of it. And I want to ask you in a moment about the way the British government is behaving, uh, particularly this right-wing as hard-right Tory government is behaving. But there's a constructive ambiguity, I think is the phrase you'd, you'd use, about what makes the Good Friday Agreement really work. In other words, you don't ask questions that you know you're going to get a no answer to. And uh, it requires goodwill on all sides. Has the Good Friday Agreement, which is a brilliant political achievement to, and which, to which you were very much central. You are our man. You delivered that for us. Is that constructive ambiguity in danger of running out, particularly if there's bad faith on the other side of the agreement, such as we were witness with Boris Johnson in particular? Well, I think the, the problem, I don't think the Good Friday Agreement is in any big danger, you know, but the, the, the concern all the time that I have, um, Eamon, is that if, if the institutions of the Good Friday Agreement, that's the assembly, the executive, the north-south bodies, and the east-west bodies, the, the intergovernmental conference, if, if they don't work and function properly and if people don't, you know, yes. attend them, um, then the Good Friday Agreement is not, is not working. And that's been happening, hasn't it? It the has. In, in fairness, yeah. um, Boris never went to any meeting. Boris considered yeah. it beneath him or yes. to be wrote yes. about it. Um, but anyway, thank God he's gone somewhere. I don't know where he <laughs> is. For the moment. But Rishi Sunak, who was only in a wet day, did go to the last meeting. So that was a good sign. Right. Uh, Theresa May used to go to the meetings in fairness to her. So I, hopefully we're coming to an era where there'll be a sincere engagement by, by the British government. Uh, and that is 
you know, that's necessary that, that we have that. Now, you know, we're almost at Christmas and we, we'll have to see, you know, wh- where the, this British government is on the protocol. Is it really interested in finding a solution? I hope it is. Will the EU play ball with them? I believe it will. But, you know, we, we have to, we have to see this, this, this roll out. But the Good Friday Agreement is, is, as you said, based very much on trust. It's based on the principles of reconciliation, uh, of being even-handed, uh, of trying to take into account all the views of unionists, loyalists, nationalists, republicans. And if, if any side don't play ball, then it's a problem. Now, I don't think there's any better alternative that's ever been put forward. There is a provision in the agreement that there can be review from time to time. We haven't had one since 2006. 2023 is, what is it, it'll be six or 17 years since we had it or 15 years anyway so you know there's plenty of scope for having a review my personal view is there should be no review until we have the institutions up and running because to have a review there has to be agreement by all parties to implement it and at the moment you wouldn't get that right just a question about the united states uh, joe biden's administration and indeed the Republicans in Congress, particularly the chair of the Ways and Means Committee, who will now be going out uh, because the Republicans have the majority there. But it seems to be across the spectrum in the United States. They're very proud of their their role in it uh, and very protective of it. So in the short, medium and long term, it isn't in Britain's interest, is it, to be as bloody-minded and obstructive as Johnson and this hard-right Tory government have been? No, and, 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 and hopefully hopefully not. And, you know, I, I think the, the, the element of the British government that takes this hard-right view, um, you know, some of them were never in favour of the Good Friday Agreement. Yes. Some of them hate Europe, but they hate anything to do with Europe. Yes. Um, now listen, they're entitled to that. That's a political philosophy. If they if they want to follow it, that's that's their business. But I think certainly with, with the Americans, the Americans on both sides of the, of the aisle, um, you know, support the Good Friday Agreement. They've always taken an interest in Ireland. You know, whether it was Clinton or Bush, that they, they were yeah. always helping yes. in. So so hopefully they're going to stick to that. And if Britain want to do any serious trade deal. Um, uh, then they, 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 they have to, they have to deal with it. Well, I tell you what's, what's a, a worry. And, and this is the early months of next year will, will show this very quickly. Um, I worry that the European Union and the Americans will give a little bit more time, um, to, to the Tory party yeah. to see if they're serious. If they're not, they might well sit on their hands and say, we have to wait for the Labour Party. And, um, I, I hope that doesn't happen, Eamon, but I just fear that if you go into 2023 and there's not sufficient progress, there's not sufficient engagement, both Europe and America will say, listen, 2024 brings a, 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 an election um, in Westminster and we'll just sit in our hands. And I, I already see some vibes of that, which worries me. In your view, in those, is time our enemy or our friend in that context? 
it's a bit of an enemy, I'm afraid. And because I think the longer the institutions are not working, the more um, confidence is lost in, 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 I would be on the side of seeing a deal. I mean, Rushi Sunak, we have to take him on face value. And I want to see this resolved because if we're to sit around for the, the British election, if it goes full course, it'll be around this time two years or a little bit before this time two years. And that's time that we don't have on this island. And I think we, we really need to, and the people of the North, I mean, not so much just the people of the island, but people in the North in particular, um, desperately need their own administration to administer, you know, the energy crisis and the health crisis and other things. And, you know, I, I spend a lot of time up North and, you know, people of all sides, whatever differences they have, they want to see the institutions up and running. Um, and I suppose even the DUP, but they seem to have a difficulty being able to get their act together. Yeah. Just uh, don't keep you any longer. I just want to really, and we do very much appreciate your uh, perspective on this because there isn't a better, wiser one out there. This is the, the, the last question, really. We, we've seen post Theresa May and maybe even partly when she was uh, prime minister, but certainly the Johnson prime minister, Liz Truss, who introduced this bill when she was foreign secretary into the Houses of Parliament, which is going through, it's in the Lords now, which is basically a hardline interpretation uh, and telling Europe and us to go away, should we say, uh, yeah. and they're going to do their own thing. How disappointed were you by that and how troubled? Well, I think if that, if that bill, well, it could pass, um, uh, hopefully, ho hopefully the Lords won't let it pass because there's a lot of really good people who understand the Good Friday Agreement, understand Northern Ireland in the Lords. So yes. hopefully it won't. Um, but, but I think the very fact that a bill of that nature, um, was ever drafted is a concern. I mean, yes. it is totally against, um, what, what we're trying to do. But this is the, the European Research Group, which, as you know, forms a big number, over a hundred, who appear to have sway over the party at the moment. Even Sunak has to sort of comply with their wishes. That's a disappointing development, isn't it? It, it it is, Eamon, and you know, hopefully they're not quite as strong as they as, as they were. I mean, they got some of their policies implemented by Liz Truss, and you know, we we won't need to go into where that <laughs> got them. So, um, and they see where they are in the polls, but um, there there are some of them that are just just totally um against Europe against. Yes. Um, and, and, you know, when you take that aim with the other legislation on the amnesty legislation, the, yes. the, the, the only thing that Northern Ireland totally agree on, every single party, including the Irish government, are against the legacy legislation, but still they're trying to push it through. I mean, yeah. you, you, you really despair sometimes when you say, well, they, they, they can accuse us sometimes of not agreeing on this island. But here's a case where we all do agree. Yes. And still they're, they're pushing ahead. So, you know, they're, 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 they're worrying things, but I just hope, I just hope that Rushi Sunak, who seems like a, um, an intelligent, clever guy, that, that he, he doesn't get himself pushed over by, by, by an elements within his own party who, who certainly don't care too much about Europe and by extension, not too much about the island of Ireland. Okay. Former Taoiseach and uh, principal architect of the Good Friday Agreement, Bertie Arn, we're very grateful to you for joining us on the stand. Thank you very much indeed. We're grateful to former Taoiseach, to all of you. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Bye.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.